This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Live from the Accessible Media Studios, this is Kelly and Rumya. Entertainment, lifestyle, and great conversation. It's AMI's on-air community, and everyone's invited. Hanging out with you again as we kick off another week. Kelly McDonald. And I'm Brock Richardson. We are starting another week of programming on the show. Glad to have you with us. I'm at the London, Ontario home studio behind me. You got the CN Tower over my left shoulder. And the backdrop is kind of a a foggy backdrop of the skyline of Toronto. Brock at the home studio. Sports memorabilia with a replica of the 1998 uh, Toronto Blue Jays baseball on a a candle holder pedestal, let's put it. That's what you can see in the bottom of my picture today so awesome beautiful thank you sir brock of course the host of the neutral zone he'll be also delivering his weekly sports update as he fills in as co-host today on the show uh for uh miss amuthan who is not with us today folks some interesting news to start the show today really fascinating information passed on to us by greg david in our uh, communications department he saw this tweet and I think for a lot of you uh, Uber uh, users who uh, like to get around, we have always heard about the problems that people have taking service animals uh, on these these ride shares or really, quite frankly, other cab services. So Uber is addressing that. Uh, this was a tweet from Susan Matheley. Uh, Uber just announced a phone number that complaints can be made. one 815 8237 is that number. 1-833-715-8237. Now, let me quantify this, though, folks. This is a phone number for people with service animals who are denied service. This uh, is active 24 hours a day, so you can call this uh, from the U.S. and Canada to get you know, any of your complaints registered. It is only only for service animal issues and we'd love it shared widely please folks uh so do that and you know it's a fantastic thing when you're seeing some of these problems addressed of course all of us say well we'll see what kind of teeth this this holds Uh, what really gets done with it i'll give that number once more 1-833-715-8237 so brock We've heard this on our programs, numerous situations where people get refused access when the cab pulls up. Oh, you you have a dog. Really wonderful thing to see. Yes, I almost hope there is some level of, if we can say, department that handles this kind of these kind of things in that when they get the voicemail, there's somebody designated to handle it because they are issues and they are issues that need to be taken care of promptly as opposed to swept under the rug as sometimes these things can be. Yeah, for sure. Folks, let's get into it as we're ready to launch into our first show of the week. Let's see what's coming up today here on Kelly and Ramya. Brock Richardson in a little while will be going over some of Super Bowl Sunday's fun prop bets. We'll stick around for that. There's a blind hockey event for the whole family. Uh, Our BC Community Reporter 
Carol Yapo gives us the details. And on Know Your Rights today in hour two, Danielle McLaughlin discusses the handling of indigenous adults with disabilities seeking equal treatment while remaining on reserves. Very important conversation ahead for you in hour two right here on Kelly and Ramya. U.S. retailers have been locking up more everyday items in an attempt to curb theft. Across the retail landscape, businesses such as CVS, Walmart, Target have been putting items under lock and key as a quick way to stop thieves. Some like Rite Aid considering extreme measures. The chief officer recently saying it's looking at literally putting everything behind showcases to ensure products are there for customers who want to buy. But by trying to solve one problem, these businesses may be creating another, turning off shoppers with overreaching measures. The National Retail Federation's security survey shows 94 $4.5 billion in losses last year to theft. Julie Walker, New York. So this is from the States. Um, have you seen this here in Canada, Brock? I have. Have you noticed it? Mm -hmm. I have, and I'll tell you, and it's sort of the funniest thing that I've seen it on, and it was, I was with my uh, respite client uh, not too long ago as we do respite with him, and he wanted Pokemon cards, and those are uh, behind lock and key. And I asked the person, I said, why is this? And she said, because it's so easy for them to walk away with Pokemon cards, you know, not being touched, not being dealt with. So now going to the store and saying, you know, I want these, is there better course of action? So when you look at something like Pokemon cards, I wonder if it's that value uh, that is expected on the cards. I don't know if that works the same as, remember, our old upper deck baseball cards and things like that. And they used to really watch those, too, because certain cards, when they would come out, they knew people would want them. And if you didn't have to pay and you could just pocket a card, you know, the days after the bubblegum cards, it, it became something to, to watch. And I can totally understand it, especially if people figure out down the street they go and can either sell these at a shop or pawn things. It's, it's just it's, too easy. And people are in desperate times. It's so randomized in the package that you, the store owner doesn't know what's value mm -hmm. and what's not. So better served to just have it all locked away so that when you need it, you can go up to the clerk and say, I want this pack, and then you get it. And you do wonder, as the item said, how much of a potential turnoff could it be for customers? Coming up next on the program, we're joined by Michael Babcock to chat all things tech, as we usually do with him. Today, we're talking about some uh, recent announcements that were made. So hang in. He's got, as usual, lots of information for us. Minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. Well, I've learned about Brock Richardson's, um, I think, number one whiner, complainer, person he just l rolls his eyes at. If I, if I could see, I'd know, but I could, you know, if I'm in the same room with him, I could literally, I'm sure, hear them just roll in his head when Kyrie Irving is mentioned. Are we talking about him today, Brock, on sports? Uh, no, we're not, uh, but it's <laughs> quite a thing, and it's a matter of when will he be causing issue in his uh, <laughs> next location, in my opinion. So for people who don't know, he was traded to Dallas from Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving, of course, for his on-court play, tremendous, well-known, 
but becoming well-known off-court for a lot of mm -hmm. things people don't really want to know him for, and that's his opinions when he puts the street clothes on. Interesting opinions come out of his mouth. So Kelly, um, he's but, almost more known for the negativity, unfortunately, now. Unfortunately. Well, yeah. and I guess that moves to the sports side when you're saying, I want to be traded, I want to be out of here, and, you know, the answer is, again? All yeah. right. You know, the expectations. Let's shift gears. We'll get back to sports in a little while when Brock does his sports report with us. But right now, Michael Babcock joins us, as he does on Monday, to talk everything tech. App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Romeo. So how are things out your way? Is it warming up a little bit, Michael, so you can go out? It is warming up, and the sun's out, and the birds are chirping, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, maybe I should get out and go for that, that walk that I keep telling myself every day I should have did today. <laughs> How long does that thought stay in your head before you find something else to banish it? Am I contractually obligated to answer that question? <laughs> Moving on. So, Michael, Samsung, our first discussion here as we can talk tech announcements. They had an event last week. What did they announce at this? Yeah, so Samsung had their Unpacked event, which is typically annually around this time of year. And we expected the S23 and some other devices to come out. So Samsung did announce the S23, the S23 Plus, and those phones give you a uh, 50 megapixel camera that's a wide wow. angle camera, gives you a 12 megapixel camera, and it also gives you um, some, some additional cameras as well and the nice thing about these is well at least i think it's nice they're in a vertical array which means they go up and down and you know exactly where those cameras are being placed now the mm. s23 ultra this one this one might astound you kelly and maybe we should start using it for video has a 200 megapixel camera in it and oh. that is intense yes um yeah, it's the first But, one but again, Michael, so many of these people want to do stuff now, including filmmakers are actually with, uh, you know, the, these devices shooting film for film shows, film festivals. Yeah. Yep, and uh, throughout the event, Samsung was reiterating the fact that there were all of the films or all of the videos that was shot there and uh, played on the live event was shot with Samsung S23 devices. Um, and Smart. And so it's exciting to see where, where they're going. And there's tools out there. I'm fond of a tool called Camo. It's built into the Mac um, if you want to as well. I should start using it so people can see what it's like. But you can use devices like your Samsung device or your iPhone wirelessly so no wires because you know we already have enough wires around here uh, and connect those to your phone or to your computer to be your zoom camera so you can get you can take advantage of that higher uh, image density and being able to to see what or being able to use the the advanced camera so people can see you so uh, super excited about that they also announced the Galaxy book and the Galaxy book Ultra uh, with the Galaxy uh, Galaxy book flip um, 
It's actually called the Galaxy Book 360, and that flips over, and you can use a touchscreen or the S Pen in order to interact with it. So that that's kind of nice, especially if you want that touch interface for creators. The yes. last thing that Samsung Aman, uh, announced was that they are trying to hit zero carbon emissions by 2050, and uh, the mobile division of uh, zero carbon emissions is a goal by 2030 which not too long ago that seemed like a long time and all of a sudden it's, mm -hmm. uh, we're halfway there from 2020 so uh that's that's super exciting too who may want to upgrade to these devices michael if you have a S22, make use of suggested, maybe not necessary to upgrade, but if you have an S21 or an older device, or you're looking to go to Samsung and find out what is the experience, like I have a S22 somewhere in the vast quantity of randomness behind me and i don't i i haven't played with it because i've heard some not too pleasant things about uh, samsung from other blind users but i need to actually give it a fair try so uh, i will be not upgrading to an s23 because i have the s22 here to play with but if maybe you have like an older device and you're interested in the new samsung uh innovations then you may be the one to look at these new devices um, we talk about this all the time on the show, it seems. It seems like one day doesn't go by where this doesn't come up. Chat GPT last week did announce a plan, I think it was on Wednesday, to charge and make money with this tool. What was released, Michael? So they announced it Wednesday. They said people are going to get emails, and when you get that email, that'll be your invitation to come. So at 1.35 p.m. my time, I got the email, and by 2.05, I was signed up. And the main reason isn't because of any of the features, but it's Michael's going to be a hypocrite if he doesn't sign up for the paid version. <laughs> so ChatGPT did announce the fact that you can sign up for a paid version. It's 20 U.S. a month. It is currently only available to a subset of users in the United States. There's a wait list for individuals who are interested, so you can get those details from chat.openai.com. And what you'll get is uh, more reliable services. They say you're not going to see the error message that says chat is at chat gpt is at capacity right now which is something that a lot of people are getting um i still see that message but i can still send my message i think it's just a little glitch in some of the the things that they have set up uh, it says it but i can still send a message also as a paid user you get faster responses and i will say they are substantially faster if you've played with chat gpt you know it's like it's typing the responses this is still the same but it is you, you get the results a lot faster so i think right there it's worth it and you do get priority access to upgrades and new features so uh if, when they do release some new features or they bring upgrades to chat gpt you do get to uh get those first before anyone else will i keep paying for it i'm not certain we'll see how much i use over the next couple of weeks and how much they improve it or upgrade it uh, google has mm -hmm. an interesting announcement wednesday we'll cover next week to see uh what google is going to announce in this landfill as well it's it's interesting when you talk about updates because you know getting them first everybody says well i don't know if i want that but the one thing that at least this allows is a disseminating of all those updates in a reasonable way if you only have certain users that will either be receiving it or certainly getting it first before you're getting all the people who were attached to it in any way weren't you and, and what a way to slow everything down 
Yeah, and hopefully they'll be able to, to make it. Because right now, ChatGPT, as I, I know has been discussed a couple of times, says that it's only mm -hmm. got data through mid-2021. I want one right. of those updates to give me either data through 2022, which I think would be great, or as someone suggested on Mastodon the other day, uh, it would be nice if you could get up to the minute. You know, a, a news, news story is out there. Why can't I go to ChatGPT and say, hey, what happened here or what's going on here and help interpret that information to make it more accessible? to people yeah i i think i wonder and and again what are your thoughts on this before we let brock move on here uh is, is it an accuracy thing we're we're getting screened up all mm -hmm. the time about false information and mm -hmm. i don't know what checks and balances are going to be in the way that what they've got and everything they're doing that that allow things to be proven as factual enough to write this unless you said i want to make up a fairy tale of m misinformation that's come out of kyrie irving's mouth um <laughs> then maybe you could do something like that but in the meanwhile i wonder if that's the real dilemma they face yeah I, I think it is. And and with all of the misinformation that's been shared, I think it would be hard to parse that, the what is factual and what is not. I don't yes. use ChatGPT yes. for a lot of research stuff, but I'll say, hey, I got this food in my fridge. What type of recipe can I make with it? And ChatGPT mm. is good at going and finding that information. And yeah, maybe I should do a little bit of fact checking before I try to put something it tells me to make in my mouth. But, you know, I'm willing to take that risk. Fair. You kind of uh, mentioned this next uh, point in your last response that uh, Chat GPT got an upgrade that made its response time more reliable. Anything else that changed here that we didn't mention? As as I said, it was kind of sort of mentioned in the last little bit of what you said there. But anything else? Yeah, so actually it's something Kelly had brought up and on the 30th of January update for ChatGPT, uh, one of the improvements was improving the accuracy and factuality of the information shared on ChatGPT. In addition, they also improved the math capability because I thought that was real interesting. One mm. of the weak points for ChatGPT was it wasn't very good at math. And so that, which surprises me because a lot of times you're working in, in text and I figured, I just assumed it would be good and uh, so, yeah, they've improved that as of January 30th as well. Wow, that's that number crunching magic. How could someone use a chat GPT to generate travel plans, Michael? <laughs> So if you went to ChatGPT and you said, hey, generate me a table of different destinations I, I should visit while I'm on my trip to visit Toronto, then what it could do is generate that table and say, hey, visit this place and this place on the first day, and then this place and this place on the second day, and maybe just this place on the third day because it's going to be a little bit more busy than normal, but uh, that, that would be a good way. And then you can take that data and drop it into either uh, what I would use as something like day one to be able to journal my experiences at those places yeah. or take yeah. it in and drop it into your calendar or into your agenda tools that you're using as well to help plan out that travel especially the timing everything like that and it's obviously doing that itself to give you those plans yeah yep seeing ai version 5.0 was released last week can we start by exploring explaining to someone what that app is yeah, Seeing AI is a tool produced by Microsoft that's available on your iPhone. And um, quick side note that 
I don't know where it'll go, but Microsoft is substantially invested into OpenAI's ChatGPT tool. So the 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 places that things could go, uh, I think 2023 is going to be an interesting year. Uh, what Seeing AI will let you do is scan documents. It'll also let you read quick text and uh, scan barcodes from products around you. You can use uh, currency identification. You can recognize people. And it can also give you a basic explanation of what's around you in your environment. Uh, and it is free of charge again available on the iphone only what is new in 5.0 version yeah so one of the biggest announcements was the fact that now in the world tab you can set it up so it can track your route so if you're indoors uh, which is what it's used best for you can set up a route and it can guide you on that route kind of like the clue app i know it's been mentioned a couple mm. times the only biggest difference and and one of the downfalls at this time and this is a beta feature is if you map a route to someplace indoors you cannot reverse that route so if you want to map to the place and back out of the building you'll need to make two different routes so that way you can easily follow those uh, but mm -hmm. I, I think that could be something that could be added and it uses spatial audio to help orientate you and show you which directions to turn by uh, awesome. sharing that information in your phone oh that's so cool uh, Ira made another announcement that's important to users wanting to um, add on minutes what do we need to know before February 28th Michael yeah, February 28th is the last day. Uh, it's the cutoff day that you can purchase add-on minutes at the current pricing. And I will say that even with the offsets, uh, the pricing of add-on minutes is going to be slightly more expensive. Okay, maybe a little more than slightly more expensive than what they currently are. One of the nice things about the add-on minute system, though, is if you are paying monthly, which you have to pay monthly to be able to purchase add-on minutes. So if you're paying monthly, you'll use your monthly minutes before your add-on minutes so those will roll over with you month to month even though your monthly plan minutes will not roll over and it's a good insurance policy to have some extra minutes around great people over at ira thank you sir great stuff all uh, love to hear about it as we join you next monday when michael returns for us for uh, with us for another tech talk up next brock richardson switches hats set a co-host he's bringing us our sports update for the week we'll be right back Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. It's nice. Wherever you are listening in, we appreciate your time. We hope we always deliver a great, uh, great sounding and great uh, uh, stimulating show for you to just be able to settle back and enjoy taking a lot of fantastic information as our contributors and guests file by. You can find us right off the AMI website, AMI.ca. You can stream the show. Of course, in uh, Canada, you can find us on AMI-TV and around the world on AMI-audio, maybe uh, using your favorite uh, uh, means, whether it's a platform like TuneIn or, or any of those. You can find us, and we love having you in here wherever you're listening in. Today, Brock Richardson is co-hosting on the show, filling in for Ramya Muthan. But at the moment, he is going to bring us our sports update. I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus parasport news and analysis. 
He's producer, and he also is the host of the Neutral Zone program, and we uh, always appreciate these headlines that he brings to us uh, on the show. We'll also tell you a little bit about later on what's coming up on the Neutral Zone as we get to the bottom here of the segment. But to start things off, Brock, what is your lead-off item? So I have two, and the first one is more of a question for you, and that is how much of the All-Star weekend uh, with the NHL did or didn't you take in this weekend? Zero. No, point, you know, zero, four, you know, minutes maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, fair I, enough. I'm not a fan of it, Brock, and I say that, and I kind of jest because their skills, and I, I enjoy the skills competitions and things like that in the NBA, the, the, the NFL, anything you do. Well, the NFL doesn't really do one, but I like that stuff, but I have never been a fan of all-star activities. I think the most I'll spend time with is the home run derby. So I'm beginning to learn that about people uh, with particularly the NHL specifically. When I ask a lot of people, did you take it in? The answer to it is no, I didn't. And I, I think I kind of understand why. I think it's it's gotten to a point, Kelly, where it's become far too gimmicked it's become far too watered down i love the hardest shot i love the mm -hmm. accuracy shooting i love the yep. ones that are the standard events the ones that i don't like are the gimmicky like breakaway are the gimmicky let's you know golf out in the you know the sun of florida i this is where it loses me and i think mm. where the where the NHL lost me even more was they did not necessarily complete an event uh, this weekend in the traditional way you would normally be used to. And I'll give you an example. So they would do the 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 hardest shot, and then they would go, "Let's go over to the final of the you know chip uh, the chip shot." I can't remember the name of it, but it was the golf version of it. And then they would come back. And and it lost me because I'm only interested in those ones. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But they did it in <laughs> such a way to keep you. And that's exactly why they did it. I totally get it. But I just got so, so annoyed and just frustrated with it. And I don't think I'll be taking in another All-Star weekend just because it's it's gotten so watered down. Now, the big mm. storyline uh, that is still carrying on as we do this at 2.30 uh, p.m. Eastern is that Ron McLean is still getting uh, ridiculed on social media for his one-on-one -on -one sit down with Gary Bettman, which is a mandated thing, and and mm -hmm. you know they do it every year. But Ron McLean and at the best of times, sitting down with Bettman is a challenge. Exactly. So I I just want people to know that even at two thirty p.m. Eastern time as we do this, this is still a, a big issue, and I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, for Ron McLean for viewership, but it seems this year Ron McLean is being really hit hard on the uh, front of you know people watching and taking it in. And I don't know what to do with this, Kelly. I thought do it would people just not relate over, to but... this guy. Is is this what's going on? Like Ron McLean seems to be having this issue, and I'm starting to wonder: Are people tired of? Is it time to you know get out of it? Is it lack of relatability because he's moved around and been doing different things, such as the hometown hockey? All these different areas where things have changed very much. The landscape of hockey. You you that event itself. Going back to the All Star events. I would prefer those weird events because I don't think there should be games. I think the games are chancy, and they look stupid like the NFL All-Star game yesterday. They do, yeah. 
Yep, I agree. It, it absolutely did. The NFL All-Star game really did look really silly, dumb. I didn't even take in as much as I did the NHL version. And I think what I was reading before coming on with you uh, at the beginning of the hour was that, you know, people don't think that he 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 gave Ron McClain enough of a, or not Ron McClain, Don Cherry, enough of a, um, whoa, whoa, before he got into this comment. And, and I just wonder, like, people are writing things like he's such a sellout for, you know, holding, not holding Ron McClain where he, or, or Don Cherry, I keep getting these two mixed up, not holding Don Cherry where he should have been when he made those comments. Um and, and I don't know that that's fair, but we could spend a. Well, whole... it's not fair. It, it, the, when you really think about what Don Cherry was saying for years, and all of us sat here and, <laughs> and then one day, you're not supposed to be saying that stuff, Don. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And, and there's no defense. At that point, the things, the tide changed, went the other direction, and you shouldn't be saying them, Don. But all and, of us sat I... here for years allowing it. So it's not just Ron and McLean who's a sellout. And I think that people need to understand and I'm not necessarily, I'm not coming to the defense of Ron McLean, but people also need to understand this was happening live. This Ron McLean was caught off guard just as much as the viewers were. And so I don't necessarily think there was that moment where Ron McLean could have had and whoa, 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 let's and, pump the bricks on this. And, and well, let's... and in a real workplace, Brock, or how often are you sitting there turning and saying, hey, co-worker number three there, you shouldn't be doing that. There should be a manager in there talking to you. You know, yeah. this is a world where everybody's watching these guys, and no matter how much we say, oh, Ron, he's a professional, he, he he's still got a career, he's still got an image, is he supposed to be doing it? If he had jumped on him and stopped things uh, as he thought... Well, we're, we're, Ron, who do you think you are? There would be just mm. as many people tweeting that stuff out. There is, it's a no-win situation. And again, you know, how do you defend? Our times have changed, man. And, yeah, uh, I, you know, there are things that you could do 25 years ago. You don't do them now. You can't. Uh, let's uh, continue rolling down the script here. <laughs> Soccer Canada confirms that John Herdman will remain uh, the coach of the Canadian team through the next fiscal year, which is a four-year cycle, which means that he'll be the coach when he is, the games are in Canada and the World Cup, so. Wow, wow, nice. That is really wonderful. Now, do you believe this is the right move for us, for, for Canada? It has to be. Um, and the reason I say it has to be is because let's remember that John Herdman was a guy who brought the women's program from nothing to a gold medal winning team. And that didn't happen in in one four-year cycle. That happened over a couple of four-year cycles. And so I think he earns the right to be able to do that. Okay. Uh, with the Super Bowl, it's coming on Sunday. Before we get into some fun about the Super Bowl, uh, give us some thoughts on the Super Bowl, your own feelings. You often hear the discussion about... Uh, the NFL and any of the four major sports want the quote unquote uh, sexiest matchup. They want the matchup that's going to bring right. people to, to the TV and they're going to watch it. And I think if you were to ask the NFL, listen, is this the matchup you want, you would have wanted with all the, the, the teams, you know, that were there. I think as things came down, yes, this is the matchup they wanted. They've got two quarterbacks who are really, really good in Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. I think both of those guys are going to uh, make, uh, you know, a big splash here. We've got the 
Kelsey brothers who are playing on both sides of the ball. So their family is going to win a Super Bowl. Regardless, one of the brothers will win and one of them nice. will not. That's always <laughs> yep, a storyline yep. that you, you like to see. So, yes, this is a really, really um, interesting matchup. And if, I, if I'm a betting guy, I would say that Philadelphia is going to win this game uh, far and away. I think it's going to be a pretty easy game. For Philadelphia to win, I think Patrick Mahomes is still not 100%, and I think Philadelphia is just more complete than Kansas City at this point. I think I agree with you, but let's talk about betting since you brought that up. Uh, One of the coolest things about the Super Bowl is some of the betting that occurs on some of the oddest predictions. You want to get into some of these? All right, so let's do this one. This one's my favorite one because, to me, it just makes me laugh over and over every time. Will the national anthem be over or under two minutes long? What say oh, one Kelly McDonald? Um, I don't know who's doing it. Do we? I, I'm, I'm not. Maybe, a, but do we? Okay. I'm not 100%. I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to say under. I, I've I'm noticed go that with, trend. I'm going to go with under as well. The easy answer is, listen... The the performer needs and wants to, you know, get themselves out there, drag out notes. You've seen over the last two, three years that it's been under that. I think the trend is yep. going to continue with That's that. what I think. Uh, then we're going to get into uh, the game stuff. And these are things that people actually put significant money on, folks. Coin toss result, heads or tails. What mm-hmm. say you on that? Heads or Ooh, tails? Heads. Okay, I'm going to go with Tails, and Mm. to further that, I'm going to ask you, who wins the coin toss? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Kansas City. I'll say Kansas City as well. Do you think the winner of the coin toss will ultimately win the game, yes or no? No. I'm going to go with no as well. Uh, Let's see. Uh... Okay, let's do this one. Will there be a uh, field goal attempt that will hit the crossbar of the mm. field goal post? Yes or no? Arizona, no. I don't think so. I'm going to go with no as well. The elements are not there. Yeah, I don't uh, think the factor is going to be that at all. Let's go with team to make the first challenge. Kansas City or Philadelphia? Mm. I'm going to say Philly. I'm going to say Kansas City. And to add to this, do they get it right? Yes or no? No. Okay. No. And then let's do this one before time runs out. Which Gatorade color will be poured on the winning coach? Orange, yellow, green, Blue, red, pink, clear, water, purple, or none? Gosh. I'm going to say the orange. Uh, yeah, I think orange because I think the red the, the red pink will go. It's, it's That's a nice flavor. I'm going to drink all that up. Yes. I'm going to say green will be the color that yeah, will be poured so? on the winning coach. So those okay. are your... Super Bowl prop bets that I picked. There's a whole list 
of them that we could be here forever. But those are the ones that I chose. And again, I'm going with Philadelphia winning, and I'm going to go 27-10 being the final score. That's what they figured. It's going to be a double score, right, away. Uh, really cool for people who are into doing any betting, any prop bets. Boy, that's a lot of money to just throw away potentially, but I guess for those who enjoy <laughs> it, fun. Uh, what's up this week on the Neutral Zone? What's up this week on the Neutral Zone is uh, Simone Richard, Paralympian and uh, Parasport Coordinator in New Brunswick, will be filling us in on his involvement with the program, the happenings and goings-on. And, yeah, we'll be learning all about his career and his role in New Brunswick. Wow. It's got to be a good time for so many of the sports, for accessible sports, lots of people kind of talking or getting curious. Um, you know, I'm sure, Brock, as we were talking last week about the Parasport Games, it's nice for people who may not ever be in a Paralympics to have that exposure, have those people cheering, fans actually in the stands. It's It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Just to close out, just very quickly, the the community really represented well in Durham, so I'm hearing. Yeah. That's what I hear, too. All right, thank you. Brock hits us with the latest sports on Mondays right here on the program. Of course, he's with me today co-hosting. Remember to check out the Neutral Zone Tuesday mornings, 11 a.m. on AMI-audio. We'll be back in a moment with podcast coordinator Ryan Delahante, who's going to be telling us about some new podcast releases from AMI-audio. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Catch the pulse on AMI-audio this Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific. This week, Joita speaks to Alexa and Jacqueline Child, co-founders of DateAbility, a dating app designed exclusively for people with disabilities. That's The Pulse, this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. So do check it out. Also find it as a YouTube podcast and on your favorite podcast platform. Kelly McDonald here with Brock Richardson. Kelly, there's always something new going on here at AMI, and we love to keep you posted on new contests, initiatives, and today joining us is someone that I get the pleasure of crediting every week at the end of the Neutral Zone, and uh, I get the pleasure of introducing him today, and that, that's our podcast coordinator, Ryan Delahanty. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Thanks for having me, Brock, and uh, you too, Kelly. It's nice to be on the show in a bit of a new context. Your first yes. time. That's right. First time on the TV version, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Let's start, Ryan, if we could, with The Pulse, which Kelly just promoted. And Joita Gupta runs some uh, series of interviews exploring issues that are important to the disability community across Canada. So in the uh, the most recent episode that was released, which was out on February 2nd, it's titled Paralympians, Disability and Resilience. In in this interview, uh, Joita talks to Paralympic swimmer Danielle Campo-McLeod about her new memoir, a book called Resurrections, My Will to Survive is Olympian. And uh, I know Joita really enjoyed the book, and it's been getting rave reviews so far on Amazon, where it's described as a story of faith, love, courage, survival, and triumph. Uh, it's uh, summarized as being 
from her first gold medal to meeting the queen and life's most embarrassing moment in a truck stop, Resurrections is a testament to the power of family and one man's refusal to say goodbye. And uh, they touch on a lot of fascinating topics through the interview with Joita, uh, including a very traumatic health scare during her third pregnancy, Danielle's third pregnancy, after two without complication uh, with this third, she spent 21 days in, ho- in the hospital bed uh, after a post-delivery bowel surgery, which also included five days in an induced coma. Wow. Well, we're going to check out this here, folks. This is a clip uh, from the interview where Danielle discusses the impact that this had on her family and the importance of having a strong support system. Yeah, I am blessed with an incredible partner who was my rock through all of this. Uh, He was, you know, the medical expert when I needed him to be that. He was my greatest cheerleader. Um, He was that shoulder to cry on when you were, you know, having those dark moments of what's going on and and the fear. And he really stayed, you know, strong in being right by my side, but also supporting our family. Um, My little kids, obviously, you know, they're very adaptable and resilient, but they didn't quite understand why mom left to have a baby and was gone for so long. Um, and my older kids really had to deal with the fear of, you know, understanding everything and, and not knowing um, and really relinquishing that control of we just had a lot of wait and see time. Wow. Can't wait to check out that episode. Um, Ryan, where can people find The Pulse? And can you give us the inside scoop on the new episode coming up later on this week on Thursday? Uh, so the Pulse airs weekly on AMI Audio each Thursday at uh, 1:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, also available as a podcast on your favorite platform. And to find more of the show, you can visit uh, for the video version YouTube.com/slash at the Pulse AMI. Or uh, for all versions, you can just find that on our website AMI.ca/slash the Pulse. Um, Danielle's book that she was discussing is available on Amazon or wherever five. Fine books are sold. And uh, as you previewed uh, at the start of this segment, another episode of The Pulse due out this Thursday, just in time for Valentine's. Joita has, uh, it was a first for her after 600 plus episodes of The Pulse. Uh, I think this is the first time she's had sisters on to be interviewed together. And uh, that being Jacqueline and Alexa Child, who are creators of the dating app and website Datability, which is believed to be the first uh, dating app made by people with disabilities for people with disabilities. So that should be another intriguing conversation. I was lucky enough to be a fly on the wall as that was recorded last week. So lots of good stuff in that one too. Yeah, it's always good to have, you know, uh, appropriate representation when having uh, these conversations as we've had on our podcast, you know, important ones as well. But if you don't have the right representation, it can sometimes be hard. Speaking of Valentine's Day, let's talk about AMI Audio's recent dating and relationship series with Into You with Fern Lullum. And so this month on Into You, Fern, our host, digs deeper into the elusive world of confidence as she continues her conversation with relationship coach and trainer Anna Rova. In this episode, Anna talks about why playing hard to get in dating is unlikely to get you what you want long term. She shares the secret of how we can stop beating ourselves up when it comes to comparing ourselves with others, which, you know, of course, social media is terrible for and challenges Mm -hmm. us to look inwards in order to feel more comfortable, confident and secure in your relationships. Okay. 
Ryan, we're going to take a, a little listen here. Um, we've got a, a clip ahead here. Can you give us a little bit of context on it? So in this one, uh, Anna, the uh, dating expert, talks about how she got tired of hearing her clients in New York saying, oh, I need to move to L.A. The dating is better there. And then she would talk to people in Los Angeles and they would say, oh, the dating's terrible here. I really need to move to New York City. Uh, <laughs> but finds that uh, you can always find something to blame. You can always find a scapegoat. Uh, but really, sometimes the problem is within, as uncomfortable as that may be to face, if you see certain patterns emerging in your relationship history, um, that sometimes people do need to face the awkward truth and uh, look within. Okay, it's something we can blame, right? I'm convinced that it's not New York City. It's not Bumble or Hinge or whatever you want to blame it on. Truth is, and this is really uncomfortable for people to hear, but it's you. And not to say that you are broken, not to say that it's your fault necessarily, but the reason is inside. So the best thing you can do is look into the mirror and get curious with empathy, right? No, you're not broken, but get curious. Like, what is this really about at the bottom of this? And there's tools and things that you can work through that. This is personal growth. But it's very hard to hear because, of course, it's easier to just blame it on the economy or hinge or I don't even know. Oh, no, the recession. <laughs> right now it's the recession that we can blame. Like, there's always something we can blame, right? Yeah. Blame it on the boogie. Yeah. You always, always expect to hear that laughter whenever you're listening to Fern and, and her guests talk. I'm, I'm assuming that is just that feel that we know from having Fern on our show. Uh, she's always going to make sure is there and a part of it. Now, Ryan, the real question as we get real serious here. What did you take away from that? Did you learn anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess uh, you've heard I need a lot of help when it comes to dating. Um, <laughs> But I actually did find it to be uh, Anna's remarks to be quite true to my experience. And, you know, I struggle. I'm a little bit of a cynic and uh, find some uh, dating shows and advice to be a little bit trite or overly simplistic. Uh, but I did find this was uh, really applicable and really insightful where, you know, you can double down and put extra work into your dating app profile. Uh, you can try and get the best headshots in the most scenic locations and do you know, so many things, um, but it's all wasted energy, really. And I think sometimes it increases the stakes too dramatically that you're then, because you put so much effort and work into this platform, this dating site, uh, you feel that things need to work out maybe when they probably shouldn't. And you're you're likely to be a lot better off investing that time and energy on working on yourself, addressing things that you're insecure about, whether that's in the dating world or just across the rest of your life, getting involved in things you enjoy or care about. And I think that'll do a lot more to make you more appealing to the right people than uh, putting mm -hmm. that extra effort into your dating app. And well, you know, you want to you... see a show put together something, and I don't know what you guys experience are of, of this stuff, but you want to hear real advice. Um, obviously, it, you got to work it out for yourself because not everything you're going to hear is is necessarily germane to you or maybe the best advice for you. But uh, you know, it, it, I think that. When you look at shows that where these discussions like what Fern is having with her guests here, you look for that truth in it. You know, it's fun to laugh in that, but there's a lot of pain that comes with things and a lot of reward, too. And it's yeah. nice to be able to learn from other people's pain and not uh, from your own mistakes <laughs> exclusively yes. as well. Yeah. You're right. Sorry, Brock, go ahead. And if you can't be yourself, then 
who are you going to be when you're finding your your partner? And if you can't be honest, who are you going to be? And I think that's the thing that, you know, people sometimes struggle with is like this whole idea. This is how I was, you know, thought of online dating. Uh, you know, it's a full-time job and you, you, you do, you get that whole picture of like, got to do this perfectly, got to do that perfectly. And if I don't, then I'm not going to find the, the partner. Well, I learned in, in meeting my wife that, if I'm nobody but myself, then I'm not going to be true to who I am and then be fair to the individual that you meet and say, well, this is who I am. And if honesty is not part of what you're doing, then it's tough. And I think, you know, we can put, as you guys both said, put the wrong energy into the, the wrong places. Ryan, I got to say, the thing that I like about Into You is I like the the, the music that goes along with Into You. I've always liked that podcast uh, from the beginning. I think Fern does a wonderful job in putting it together and, and, and doing all that. Where can people find it if they want uh, to listen to it for maybe the first time? Absolutely. It really is a joy to listen to. Both she and her guests are always very pleasant uh, and get into a lot of really interesting topics. So anybody that is intrigued, uh, you know, maybe wanting to do a little bit of studying before Valentine's Day, uh, easiest way to get access to the whole uh, library of episodes would be to visit ami.ca slash into dash you uh, or search for into you on your favorite podcast platform. And very much to your point, Brock, they do get into that aspect of you know, if you are, you know, too carefully curating an image of yourself and not really showing your true person, um, that is going to come out over time. And you've just kind of wasted everybody's time and energy by trying to hide that for as long as you can and just be authentic from day one. And uh, it'll make things a lot better for everybody involved. Yeah, I agree. Totally. It's, uh, it's it's tough, you know, to to date, and it's it's not an easy thing. And there's so many different sites that you have to, uh, you know, work with and work through, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it, it is a challenge. But I think when you do it the right way and with the right representation, as we chatted about off the top, I think that's the the best uh, sort of way to be. Absolutely. And I think my uh, my date fell through for the uh, this hour has 22 minutes taping tonight. So anybody in Halifax, hit up Video Follies on Twitter and let me know if you're free in about an hour and a half, because I think I'm not going to make it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What what a great show too, to go and sit in on Ryan. Wow. Uh, Ryan, uh, in your new position, uh, things uh, we have just a few seconds. Things sound like they're going well. We love the fact that you're arriving here to fill us in and promote these shows. Absolutely. It's just the, the tip of the iceberg. We've got a lot of really amazing uh, contributors making podcasts for us, both your traditional audio podcast and we've got about uh, seven video podcasts running now. And so uh, just getting to know everybody involved, what they want to accomplish with their shows, a bit of the history, how the shows have evolved uh, to be at the point they're at right now. And really excited uh, with Brock, uh, with Fern, with Joita and everybody else to uh, start supporting them and try and bring some new listeners and viewers into the family because uh, we've got a lot of really amazing subject matter and they're bringing a lot of incredible guests uh, to AMI as well and want to make sure that it's finding the audience that would uh, enjoy it and uh, uh, just from listening to everything, I have learned an incredible amount. Um, so it's uh, been beneficial in that way, too. Yeah, I agree. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it. 
Thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon. That's uh, AMI Highlights, which is Mondays here on Kelly and Ramya. In the next hour of the program, let's check in with our friends at CNIB Smart Life today as Matthew Paquette joins us, doing project manager at Humanware to, to learn about the new Victor Reader Stream 3. And on Know Your Rights, Danielle McLaughlin will be here to discuss the handling of Indigenous adults with disabilities seeking equal treatment while remaining on reserves. But up next, we have a blind hockey event coming up in BC, and Kimi reporter Kelly Apel will be here with the details. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.